Alright, so a dear listener of this podcast approached me in private asking me about diversity and inclusion regarding this overall product you are listening to called Black Lions Airspace. I won't say this person's name out of respect. Hello, person, if you're listening. Thank you for this topic because it needs to be addressed. I've been waiting to do an episode like this for a long while. And what better way than to celebrate near 200 episodes of this show for season two at least than to discuss something that is truly near and dear to my heart. All right. So for brand new listeners... You're not watching this on YouTube. You may not know who I am or what I look like. I am an African-American male in his early 30s. Or shall I say really, if I had to give a true range, I would say my mid-30s. All right. Um, I, I felt a connection to the LBGTQ community in different ways. I've understood what it's like to have to scrap. For your own sense of identity. I live somewhere. I don't feel completely. Myself in. Unless I am in my room. I cannot be authentic. And whenever I do. Try to be authentic. Sometimes I get this, when is it good enough feeling? Truly. Anybody who's listened to this show knows that I'm not really about politics at all. I don't get choked up over American flags. I stopped saying the Pledge of Allegiance when I was roughly about 14. When I was 15, uh, there was a surge against the LBGTQ community. 
around 2002, the LBGTQ community came out in full force trying to get their right to get married. I remember somebody telling me that I should go read the Bible. What I read made me start to question my Christianity. Like, how can this book say that about non heterosexuals? As I got older, I would resonate with them even more. I have been more uh, outgoing, a little bit more uh, me. In 2020, I had a guest by the name of Mel Mel. Mel Mel is affectionately known as my first fiance. It was on that episode I came out. And I am not ashamed to say it again. My name is Zachary Shiloh. I am a past lifer. Now let's get to <clears throat> circa January this year. I had a dear friend named Jenna who I call Jenna Love appear on what is now known as Universal Grounding in Black Lions Domain. I took that statement that you heard from Mel Mel's episode, but turned up the bass. Here it is. My name is Zachary Shiloh. I am a past lifer. In one life, I went by Julia Sophia. I was abused. I was raped. I had a child out of wedlock. So, from a standpoint, I know the LBGTQ struggle to exist. I truly do. <sighs> I truly do. But I understand the beauty of them as well. So here I continue. As Julia Sophia. I eventually met my life partner. 
my life partner was a woman like me. Except that there was a little bit differences between us. I was a plus-sized blonde. My partner was a somewhat uh, slender brunette. We would fight for our rights to just exist together. This is way before there was a such thing as gay marriage. We just wanted to be together. We didn't care about getting married. We believed in source energy. That was the biggest opinion in our life. In the eyes of Source, we were married. In the eyes of each other, we were married. And we were happily in bliss until the eventual homecoming happened. Meaning, we died, then returned to Source. What happened to us, I don't know. And to be honest, kids, I don't care. All I knew was that in my latter years, however long I lived to be, I had my partner. <laughs> and there was nothing better I could ask for. <sighs> All right, let's continue with this. Why uh, diversity and inclusion means a lot to me. And Zachary Shiloh. Okay. As I stated, I'm a heterosexual black male who's in his 30s. Inclusion and diversity means a lot to me because certain aspects of life really tick me off. <laughs> All right, so anybody that's 
foreign to me. I, when I really do my life outside of podcasting, I am not a hardcore pro wrestling fan. Not a hardcore combat sports fan. But, excuse me. In the pro wrestling world, one thing that bugged me for years, especially regarding one world wrestling entertainment, was this heterosexual portrayal of the LBGTQ community. These straight guys would be presented as gays. And real-life gays would be presented as uh, gays. It's reverse. Topsy-turvy war. WWE, for many years, has claimed to be a company of equality. No matter what race, no matter what sex, or etc., all employees or people were treated, quote-unquote, with respect. I found out that wasn't the case. There has been some actual talent who have spoke up. I'm not going to say any names. But. When I heard this stuff. I already had problems with. WWE. Like I could see that. They were straight up racist at times. They could be straight up sexist at times. They could be. Damn sure favored us. But one thing that added fuel to my fandom sincerely dying or truly, if not dead, being on life support is... This whole entire situation with the LBGTQs. Not being respected. In my point of view. For many years. World champions. Have been of. Caucasian descent. Let me. State something before I continue. I harbor. No malice towards white people. My coaches 
in the most recent times, especially today, are Caucasian. They were concerned about me as a general person and checked on me. And if they ever heard this, I apologize again for a post that I made that came off not sensitive. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your love and support. I truly do. All right. I'm trying to remember where I was. All right. Um, I believe I was touching upon how... Okay. World champions. World champions. Alright, most of WWE's world champions have been of Caucasian descent, heterosexual descent. Only a handful, a small percentage of non-Caucasian talent have been given the privilege of being a heavyweight champion. Regardless of if it was in the 1970s, the 1990s, through now, and WWE as a company has been around for many decades. And. It's a shame. That. Not. Many. Non-Caucasians. Have had that honor. This is where. I wished that there was more. Inclusion. There was a little bit more diversity. And when it looked like that I was going to get some, this company took my hopes and dreams away. As far as getting to see non-Caucasians versus each other for world title opportunities and actual world championship matches. The non-Caucasian males, for the better part of the last 20 to 40 years, have been reduced to nothing more than low to mid-card talent. If they did have a championship run, it was more than likely in what the wrestling industry calls tag team action or they held something like Intercontinental 
to cruiserweight championships. I've already gone on a tangent about how a certain match that is pretty much confirmed for Mania, WrestleMania this year, should be the main event. This is where I would say things could be a little bit more diverse. Women in WWE have been treated mainly as nothing more than their bodies. In the last, I would say, seven years, if I understand correctly, there has been a surge to stop the women being seen just as bodies, to see them equally as the guys. But not many have been given that privilege. In the last three years, what they call the Royal Rumble has now become two versions in the same night. The traditional one is for men. The three-year-old version now is for women. The most recent winner is named Bianca Belair. She is of African-American descent. Her opponent, Sasha Banks, is also of African-American descent. When I heard these two won their respective matches at the Royal Rumble, I got excited, to be honest. But WWE, to quote a dear friend of mine named Dave, from Japan has been known to take a good sandwich and turn it to crap. Sincerely. And when you had interest in something, you can lose it just by way of one week's storytelling. I didn't trust the Empire, as I call him, sincerely, once this potential match was coming together. I've advocated for it. Not only from the standpoint of women, but For WWE's sins against non-Caucasians, especially that of the African-American community.
WWE has had a chance to show that they're not racist, they're not sexist, and they're not favoritist. What does Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks do? It would have given both the SmackDown Women's Championship and Royal Rumble, Women's Royal Rumble, the respect that both deserve. If WWE is serious about women headlining shows. Especially if, hypothetically speaking, Bianca Belair was to have won the championship on what is deemed now as night two. WrestleMania traditionally before the coronavirus hit was one night only. I'm scared that these two are relegated to low to mid card. And it's not the fans' fault. It's WWE's fault for not really telling a good story with these two. It really is. So, what does this kind of got to do with me and Black Lines Airspace as a general entity? I keep on saying it, that I am black. I'm non-Caucasian. I say that proudly. Proudly. But my, my life isn't just about the black community. I like talking to people of different sexes, different races. That's why Black Lions Domain was born. I felt I couldn't do this on my own. I needed help. And when I started reaching out to people, I in turn started opening myself up a little bit more. And when I started opening myself up, Especially from Mel Mel being on with me, I started to get better. People have told me this, that what they love about me is how friendly I am, how much I have love and passion 
for this that you're listening to. Now, as far as the LBGTQs being on this show, I wanted to give them more of a platform. And it's not only to answer the drama from the number one pro wrestling company in the world. And WWE can try to say that they're not a pro wrestling company. But when people think of world wrestling entertainment, they think of pro wrestling. Simple. They try to say that they are more so sports entertainment. But what is professional baseball? What is professional hockey? What is professional uh, anything? They're all sports done with entertainment in mind to some degrees or another. That's one thing that's always irked me about WWE. Always. But I progress. Back to having LBGTQs or whatever's on my show. I want there to be a uncensored plateau where people, no matter what their race, no matter what their sexuality, they are loved and taken care of. I keep saying this, that we need more lovings in this world because I live in America and a good wad of what is being shown or told are by these men and women who more so want to remind us of what keeps us different not what makes us the same We are all human beings. No matter our height, no matter our weight, no matter our sexualities, we are human beings. Black Lion's Domain, universal grounding since January 13th this year has been a place of celebration especially for LBGTQs and the LBGTQs they always treated me with the utmost respect and I had this kind of uh, aura to me that reflects that. Like, uh, one of the biggest people in the LBGTQ community for me is Adam Posetnik, who I love to pieces. 
He came on this show wanting to talk to the first male in magic history under Blair Hayes. We could never get in line until January 3rd. And from that point forward, it feels like I've become more serene. I started calling people kids. I started started to call people love. And it's only gotten bigger. It's only gotten brighter. And that's what I want. I want there to be a place of love. Because if you turn on CNN, MSNBC, whatever news outlet of your choice, a good 90 to 95% of it is more so fear-based. Every single day for nearly, or now, so over a year, we are being reminded that we are in an epidemic. We are being reminded that we are having differences in opinions. Some people prefer to call themselves Republicans. Some people prefer to call themselves Democrats. And when I hear all that jazz, I think of one single label for us all. Human beings. Yeah, sure, we're Different and to say otherwise is nonsense. <sighs> and that's the absolute truth. This is why I don't talk about politics heavy on this show, why I don't discuss. The coronavirus heavily. Because I've seen what it's done to people. It's made people more isolated than pre COVID times. It's made people more depressed than any other event in history. To my knowledge, at least. I don't want there to be any drama. I want to do my best to have a world where we can all just take care of each other. Love each other. No matter our differences. This is why 
I never really cursed my dad. I love him to pieces. I love him a lot. And I say that he is probably the greatest male influence in my entire history. As I stated in the previous episode called Intentions of Zachary Shiloh's Honeykins, that my father and my mother are the prime example of what I want in a relationship. <laughs> they truly are. <laughs> and I believe that love can last forever <laughs> because of them. <laughs> and I don't know when Honeykins will show up for me. But I'm open to it. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> and in the meantime, as she gets ready to make herself known to me, <laughs> I got this. And I say that confidently. I say that proudly with tears coming down my face. <laughs> Knowing that there will be people, no matter what they look like, if they bless me enough, they'll come on here and we'll talk about what makes us not different, what brings us together. Like, I never taken advantage of women who have been tied to maybe the greatest female influence I have not seen as a mother figure named Blair. <laughs> I aspire to to be like her. Have a global impact on people of different backgrounds. That's why, to some degrees or another, I keep hope alive that I can make this general podcast and now what it is under called flotastic means something. <laughs> Why I feel that the world needs to be in what Carl Jung calls the flow state. And why we don't need the donkeys and the elephants and royals. Why I believe we can all be for ourselves. So, 
Dear Anonymous, I don't know when you will listen to this. Thank you for a great topic. I needed to discuss this at some point and give hopefully better understandings to who I am, what I am, what I believe in, and if this attracts you to me even more, meaning make our bond stronger, Thank you very much, hun. I appreciate it. <sighs> For anybody who feels like they have to question me, I hope this puts some of your own fears to rest. And that you will not feel afraid to come on here with me. As I said, universal grounding in Black Lion's domain is an uncensored plateau. And this episode proves that it is about coziness, acceptance, and vulnerability. <sighs> With that said, this has been the two, not the 200, the 100th. 99th episode of Black Lions Airspace in season two. <laughs> Excuse me. The next episode is happily the 200th episode of BLA for this season. And I'm looking forward to it. I sincerely am. With that said. Thank you very much for listening. I bow to you all in respects. As my outro. Would say. Please. As the outro would also say, take care of yourselves, your friends, your families, because there is one goal, one aim, one road, one focus, that is love. That's what this show is all about. Even with Something like this that sounded like me kind of ranting. What 
I was discussing was mainly from a place of love, not really malice. With that said, this show is now done.